Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It's uh, Saturday, 27 August, Year of Lord, 2022. Um, I want to go to back to Eric Prince. Eric, in all this, one of the things, because I know, you know, my daughter went to West Point and served. You're, you've got sons in right now. But I think that's the exception instead of the rule. I know a lot of people I really respect and close friends that, that would not have their sons go into the military right now. Um, give, me, give us your sense. they got a mess recruiting problem, don't they? Because people get that it's not just incompetence. It's really malfeasance. It's incompetence. It's a lack of accountability. It's, it's literally targeting for the people that don't join the military. Uh, you know, people really don't go out to serve in the military to get their genders changed. And so it's the, the same target audience they've just turned away from and ignored. They're pushing out tens of thousands of serving soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen for not being vaccinated. At the same time, they're letting people with HIV positive still deploy. So the bill. So now the DoD considers you more dangerous if you're not vaccinated than if you're HIV positive to be a, a deployable asset. It's absolutely bizarre. You can uh, requiring transgender surgery is okay. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't end your deployment status as a, as a SEAL. But if you're not vaccinated, you're you know all bets are off. The the military needs. Some severe changes at the top. Yo, 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 chill. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you're a former Navy SEAL. I know you got a son Navy SEAL and you got other. Hit rewind. You're telling me your deployment status, if you're up for a transition. If if you're HIV positive, go ahead, hit it again. If you're HIV positive, you're still deployable. But not if you're not vaccinated. What about the? What about if you're transitioning and you're doing surgery? Sure, DoD Medical's paying for that as well. But not if you're not vaccinated. Oh no! If you're unvaccinated, that makes you the most dangerous person in the world. Unbelievable, uh, Eric. I, before I get to the, I'm going to start. I'm going to get Walsh about energy and and Harnwell about everything Ukraine. But I'd love you to hold on for a second. These reports coming out of geostrategically, you had been talking to President Trump for a while about your plan, which we had implemented his plan, Eric Prince's plan that I fought for in the spring and summer of 2017, which you was did, the Steve, correct plan. We would not have had the debacle, but if we hadn't listened to Milley and Mattis and McMasters and all the geniuses that sat there and lied to Trump's face, 
Remember to, at the time, Eric, you and I are sitting there and they're going, oh, no, it's just going to cost us $10 billion a year. And I said, no, that's actually not correct. It's going to cost $50 billion a year. You people are liars. And it's going to keep more dead, right, and, 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 and more casualties and more PTSD and, and no progress. But they won the day. That's okay. They won the day. And, and you see, we got to show for it. But you also said geostrategically there's a, there's a huge issue here about rare earths. And now it's up everywhere about the CCP and the Chinese Communist Party. Tell me about rare earths and how central rare earths are to the global economy, including the economy, the advanced uh, industrial and post-industrial economy of the United States of America, sir. The electronic device that you're watching this podcast on requires rare earths. So your cell phone, your TV, computers, your, the chips in your car, all of that requires rare earths which don't come from all over the world. Uh, there is a trillion dollars of value in the ground in Afghanistan, now abandoned to the Taliban and the Chinese Communist Party. So China has made a strategic focus uh, to dominate that piece of the trade. They're focusing on electrical vehicles because they can't compete in internal combustion engines. And they control about 90% of the world's processing. Um, even the one producing rare earth mine in the United States in Mountain Pass, California, all of the offtake goes to China. This is a simple, solvable problem for the United States. You could create a, a mineral processing free zone because, granted, processing rare earths is a fairly dirty process. It's not something you want to have next to a school. But fine, put it at Dugway Proving Ground out in Utah where they've done all the chemical weapons testing for decades. Put it there. Uh, create space for industry to uh, to put facilities there. It's a $10 billion problem that would would kneecap the CCP from having that that dominance in that space because whether it's controlling minerals, they've used it, uh, even uh, threatened Japan with it uh, on a dispute over some islands a few years ago. Uh, China yep. cut off all the minerals to the entire Japanese electronics industry. Uh, so Japan responded by just you, 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 you wonders about this. Uh, and we talked about this on the show in the East China Sea uh, years ago, five, six years ago. This is what I said you're going to have a war in the South China Sea when the CCP cut off the electronics industry over this dispute over airspace over the East China Sea. How vulnerable right now on a scale of one to 10, 10 being extremely, one being uh, not a problem. Are we to the CCP now that they're all over Bagram Air Base? How, how exposed are we on rare earths? And how, how, how vulnerable is the U.S. economy to the CCP cutting us off right now, rare earths? Uh, well, the biggest threat is if they flex up uh, and do something in Taiwan, then that literally shuts down about half of the, of the U.S. economy, right? You're not going to make a car. You're not going to make a machine. Anything that requires anything computing is not really made in America anymore. Uh, we need to localize a lot of that or get it into friendly countries. So we're most exposed in Taiwan. And it comes to Afghanistan, it's a it's a massive opportunity cost um, because we put so much blood and treasure into the place and to have it just abandoned and lost uh, or nothing is is the height of irresponsibility. Uh, Eric, hang on for one second. I want to bring in Ben Harnwell. Ben, get us up to date on everything in Europe tied together before I get to uh, Dave Walsh and the energy collapse that's going to collapse Western civilization. Because you can see this as clear as day, this transition they're trying to do to green energy is suicidal. It's mass psychosis that's now led to a a, a, a suicide mission uh, by the global elites uh, and the Judea, the economy of the Judeo-Christian West. 
Ben, walk me through the latest, your connect the dots with our favorite topic, uh, Ukraine and the Europe economy. Morning, Steve. Morning, Eric. Well, um, the first story I've got for you here, as far as I'm aware, hasn't yet been reported um, in the English-speaking media, though I did do um, a live stream on this yesterday. It's the theme on this, Steve, on the juxtapositions I'm going to talk about today. The theme is you can't spend the same dollar twice. If you spend a dollar on X, you cannot spend it on Y. That's the principle. So easy to say, so beyond the grasp of our sociopathic overlords. So here in Italy, uh, this week, it was, it was in the Italian press that the, uh, the court of Rome, the tribunal of Rome, the criminal court, has suspended from October the 15th, so it's yet to take place, but the, but the decree has been signed. And for six months, the courts have suspended all of the most serious criminal um, cases, that is to say, for murder, organized crime, robberies, aggravated blackmail, um, those have, have all been suspended because these cases have to, to be done in a, in a certain period of time. Um, because of the shortage of judges, uh, they don't want to start these cases yet because they, they feel that the statute is going to cut in halfway through. So they're just not going to hear them. They're just suspending them. Um, the, the, the president of the Italian court, Roberto Reali, uh, when he signed this decree back on August the 12th, um, said that there was a shortfall of judges um, of 14.5%. Um, and that was the complaint. Now, that's a serious situation. But this, and I've got a number of such stories that, it is, that I will go into as, as much as time allows. This is in part due to a consequence that the Italian government, let's not forget the, the, the Prime Minister Mario Draghi having resigned in disgrace a month or so ago, had recklessly spent 500 million euros on armaments to Ukraine, 800 million euros for the welcoming of um, of Ukrainian asylum seekers in Italy. That is a minimum of, of 1.3 billion euros. And this has knock-on consequences. Um, right. So, okay, let's go on to the second point. Uh, but let me just say that again. The courts, the criminal courts, the last bastion of a civilized society are now freezing up. Back to Scotland. We spoke last week that in Edinburgh, the, the rubbish, and we had the photos, the, the rubbish was piling up there, and the Scottish First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, came out and said somewhat offhandedly to Scottish taxpayers that there's not a bottomless pit. Um, well, this crisis is now spreading. Now, uh, rubbish is piling up in Ad Aberdeen, in, in Glasgow, and the Public Health Authority of Scotland said that if organic waste builds up, it can become a risk to human health. Uh, organic waste includes food, animal waste from excrement, human waste, including nappies and manure. And obviously, in the middle of August, this has massive health considerations. But yet again, Steve, the message is the same, that we cannot spend the same dollar twice. And if we wanted to send all of our, of our savings over to Ukraine to fight an unwinnable war, this has knock-on consequences for our public services. Now, moving on, another story, this, um, this is on The Times. Headlined, thousands die at home as hospitals run out of space. And it's simply the story here that around um, 2,800 people have, uh, over the last year have died at home because there hasn't been enough space 
to put them in overcrowded hospitals. Why aren't we building more hospitals? Well, because our sociopathic overlords were desperate to send all of our money over to President Tempesensky, and now there's few um, savings left to, to fulfill our, our essential um, needs. Here's a, a similar article. Steve, I am citing here the Times, the Financial Times. Right? These are the most sedate newspapers in existence. They're not um, hair on fire. Here's the headline from the Financial Times. People are going to die. Verdict from frontline of Britain's energy crisis. And there's an interview here with one charity head of a chief executive, um, Brian Thomas, of uh, C CEO of um, Hospitality, Hospitality and Hope. I close with this personal anecdote because I think it illustrates absolutely the situation that we have here in the West, in the United States. And it's a problem that is only going to get worse as we head into autumn. He cites a conversation that he had with a, with a, with a, a woman, um, with a child, um, who bought her electricity on a prepaid meter. He, she's got a four-year-old daughter and he recounted the conversation this mother said i'm making decisions every day whether to put money on my gas and electric or feed my daughter that's the situation that the west is in steve and i really think from from now up until uh, the winter every single day i'm going to be coming on this show and highlighting the absolute collapse civilization collapse here in the west as the as the, as the bite starts to take place yeah. Due to the consequences we had, we, of the decisions okay, we've made. You're going to come on every day, and we're going to do this. Here's why. This was about managed decline by our elites of our nation. This is why Trump beat Hillary Clinton. The managed decline. Now the bottom's falling out. That headline, read that headline again from the Financial Times. Read that headline again to me before we go to break. In quote marks, Steve, people are going to die. Verdict from frontline of Britain's energy crisis. People are going to die. By the way, people started covering this just like the 4.9 million when we had Todd Benson on and did the math a couple of weeks ago, right? This was all Dave Walsh. We had Dave Walsh on here that did. He actually the first guy to start walking through where the energy costs are going in the United Kingdom. I put it back up last night. I said this is the end of the Tory party. Now you're starting to see. You're seeing going to see the collapse of industrial civilization because of decisions that are being made about the underpinnings of industrial civilization, and that would be energy. Energy and money. Short break. Eric Prince, Ben Harnwell, Dave Walsh on the other side. Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. We're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, as the French uh, poet told us, the most important thing we need to do is to see what we see. You've got to look reality in the face now and understand exactly what's going on in the world, because there are decisions being made by people in power that are not just simply destructive. They're so destructive, they're not, you're not going to be able to turn this around. This is what I keep saying. You, you saw Powell yesterday. Powell's up there talking, you know, big talk. We played from a year and a half ago. Cortez and I, in February 26, a year and a half to the day, talking about what the problem was. 
And a year ago yesterday at Jackson Hole at the same set of microphones, that clown stood, stood there and said, no, inflation is transitory. And today it was, you know, fire and brimstone that he's got to choke it all down now and uh, and start in, invoking Paul Volcker's name and causing, you know, I call it the house of pain now. It didn't have to be like this, but it's going to get so much worse. And here's why. You have this fantasy, and it's this mass psychosis, you know, by the Greta Thunbergs of the world, and all the elites kowtow to her, right? They all got, they all, they all. It's just like the, it's just like the BLM and the Antifa riots in June of twenty-two. They all going to get down a kowtow, right? They all going to have a struggle. She put them through a struggle session, as the malice, you know, the Red Guard used to do. She's just like the Red Guard. She's just like the Red Guard. They put them through a struggle session, and they collapsed, collapsed. And you had Macron on there, a guy who 90 days ago was running for office and saying all the great things he's going to do, and this is all going to be great, and I'm great, you know, I'm the I'm Francis Obama, and, you know, we got this new party, and I'm great, and this is what we're going to do. He's saying, hey, the era of abundance is over, and it's going to be a house of pain. It's going to have to be huge sacrifices because the era of abundance is over. Where was that 90 days ago? He's on the campaign trail. Did something change in 90 days? These decisions, I want to bring in. Dave Walsh. I still got Eric Prince and Harwell. I'm going to get back to you guys in a second, but I got to bring in Dave Walsh. I've been so great on this show to just point it out. Reality versus masturbatory fantasy. Okay. And that's what they're going through right now. I want to put this chart up from Macron's France. You want to see the end of civilization? You want to see the collapse of civilization? Understand something. When you talk about civilization, Eric Prince just told you, hey, you still got to mine it. It's called rare earths. Right. You talk about your electronic vehicles and all you guys sitting around in Starbucks on your phones and your iPads and all that. Hey, it comes out of the earth. OK, let me repeat that. It comes out of the earth. Now, we've given it all away so we don't control any of this. And of course, all the chips are made over in Silicon Valley West, which just happens to be 90 miles off of the coast of our existential threat enemy. Right. The Chinese Communist Party. But on the energy part. Wind and solar are nice. I believe in them. I love them. You know, I don't like killing the birds, as President Trump says. But, hey, if you can do wind, fine. If you do solar, fine. But guess what? It's right now a fantasy and a dream, okay? And they pass this bill, and they talk all about this. And this is all bailing out their buddies and, and private equity and venture capital that are underwater because these things are not commercial. They're not close to being commercial. Not close to being commercial. Oh, and by the way, the guy at the head of this, Elon Musk, tweets out yesterday, oh, you know, upon further review, the uh, climate change is not really the biggest problem we face. The biggest problem we face is the population collapse in the north. Uh, po you know, climate change is still important, but the population collapse in the northern hemisphere. Let me repeat that from Elon Musk, a guy I would think since he's the Thomas Edison of his age might know a thing or two about the math here. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Put the chart up from France. You want to know why Macron's up there telling the people of France that the age of abundance is over? And thank God they at least kept their nuclear power industry. They put it into bankruptcy so the state can run it. So it's going to be horribly inefficient. But they had advanced nuclear program. Germany shut it down. Put that chart up. Dave Walsh, come in here, brother, because now the Financial Times is quoting. Here's the headline from the FT. People are going to die and you have a mother of a four-year-old said i make a decision every day of paying my bill or feeding my kid okay 
You have 20, Bloomberg reports you have 20 million households in the United States of America. Let me repeat that. I think there's only 100 million households in the country. 20 million households. That would be, let me do some math here. Oh, 20% of our population. Households in the country are so far behind on their power bill that Bloomberg, who's also not a hair on fire war room type, says it's a tsunami of shutoffs. This is what your leaders have done, Biden and Mark Kelly and the guys of the World Economic Forum and these fantasy people that have led you down a path of total and complete destruction. Let me be blunt. Let me repeat that. Total and complete destruction. And I don't know why we don't have the Republican Party at the ramparts on this thing. We The first action we did in the Trump thing was to get out of the Paris Accord. That was another dangerous fantasy. You're underwriting the Chinese Communist Party, polluting the world, and you're putting massive restrictions on yourself. Gilets jaunes, the yellow vests, why did they revolt? Why did they start burning down Paris? Because Macron and those scumbags were going to tax those people in rural areas for their gasoline to underwrite this fantasy of the, of the Paris Accords. You got John Kerry running the State Department with the he's got a massive, you know, climate change, you know, army on the National Security Council and at the State Department running everything. Put that chart up. Dave Walsh. Right now, we are seeing the destruction of the civilization of the Judeo Christian West by decision makers that are sitting there making decisions. Look at that chart. Explain that chart to me in, in, about what's what France is looking at. Dave Walsh. This is forward wholesale electricity prices reaching now a thousand bucks per kilowatt hour. Uh, typically over here, they're in last six months in the range of 70 to 80, just to give you an example, in North America. Only 10 days ago in Western Europe, they were about 550, which was again, you know, nearly uh, eight times the US, seven times the US level. But now over the past 10 days, have skyrocketed and blipped to a thousand dollars forward electricity wholesale prices, which which eventually translate right into retail prices and industrial prices, which is which is deadly. And this is where you get uh, rate rates that people can't afford and government stepping in, as it's done in France, to put caps on rates, bankrupting EDF, where the French government now takes over EDF. And then the UK, this horrendous situation, they're already subsidizing about 240 bucks a month for excessive power bills, it went up 54% in the spring and now projected to go up another 80% next month in the UK. They're talking about double, doubling the subsidies that folks are provided from the government. But, you know, long run, that that's not a solution to the issue. And, I, and if I have two minutes, I'll, I'll just sure. talk about where Europe, where Europe had been. Where Europe had been as recently as 2006, I was building big plants over in Salt End and Dam Head in the UK conventional, 100% of the time, baseload energy, combined cycle plants. A big one in Ireland, seven in Spain. Europe generally, Western Europe had about 25%, counting for France on the high end, Germany on the high end, average. 25% nuclear, about 40% coal, about 20% gas-fired power base for electricity, in, and maybe about 9% hydro. Renewables, maybe 3 4% back in 2006. What you have with that, you've got 26% built-in reserve margin, to begin with, in a conventional system like that, traditional system, and you have the ability to overfire coal plants and overfire gas plants by about 10% when you run into other problems with, with ex excessive demand or 
inability to meet demand. So you've got 10% buffer in the coal and nuclear assets, and then you've got 26% reserve margin generally built into that whole system of a conventional, typical, traditional energy system that's dependable, reliable, and, and accessible to humans on a cost basis. Well, that's all flipped now. The Germans have shut down 80% of their nuclear plants. The last three, they still haven't decided to keep open. The last three were going to be closed at the end of this year, unbelievably, have not made the permanent decision to, re to keep them open, which is an issue. England has announced the cessation of its, all of its coal plants by 2030. So you've got these countries basically have absorbed renewables to between 22% on the low end, the UK, and 37% Germany on the high end, displacing all that baseload energy capacity. And to give you an idea of how, I mean, mathematically useless hold, that hold, is. Hold, hold, stop. Hang on, stop. Hang on, stop, stop, stop. That's a fantasy. Just walk through the math. Yeah. That's impossible. It can't, it yeah. can't work. Yeah. It's a fantasy. They've made these decisions, and that is a what I call a masturbatory fantasy. Okay. Yeah, Steve, is it, that is it, the math correct? Yes. No, it's totally correct. For example, in 2006, England was, was 68% self-sufficient on natural gas production in country and from the North Sea, 68% self-sufficient. Today, they're 28% self-sufficient, and now 40% dependent up to well, now well, on Russian well, gas. When the, let me go back to that headline. By the way, LNG here, this price of natural gas here is going to go $13 to $15 because when the plants come back up, they're going to take all the output we can give them. Let me, yep. When that mom understands, this is the thing about awakening. When that mother... And all the mothers in France that are going to be choosing between the kids freezing under nine layers of clothing are feeding them. When those moms understand that this was decisions that these corrupt, incompetent uh, political leaders made decisions. Real quickly, Dave, give me the, the, the rise in British energy is going to go, what, four times by next spring? Give me that. Give me those quick hits right now. How many times uh, is it going to go up by next spring? Average, average household now about 3,500 pounds per year. There are projections of 5,500 pounds per year by next spring. And, you know, we're talking 50, currency. It's about 1.3 times 50, the U.S. Okay. per household. Okay, hang on. That is the end. Write this down now. That is the end of the Tory party. It's the end yeah. of the Tory party because they're going to get blamed for it and they should get blamed for it. They've been in power. You got Boris Johnson wandering around over there, Ukraine, trying to be Winston Churchill, which he ain't. Short commercial break. Dave Walsh on energy, Ben Hornwell in Europe, Eric Prince, what we call in the region, all next in the war room. Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Eric Prince, since it's deep in the middle of the night where you are, we're going to let you go. Any closing thoughts? By the way, Eric, do you do you agree or disagree with my point that this, what they call the, tra you know, everybody's transitioning. They're all transitioning. They're all wanna trans uh, they all want to transition genders, but they're trying to transition to a fantasy 
It's not real. It's like the, it's like the Paris Accords. It's a fantasy. It's a and it's a dangerous fantasy that the working class always end up like gilet jaune. They always get the yellow vest. They always they're always going to stiff you. They're going to make you pay for their elite woke education. Right, they're going to jam that. By the way, White House line this morning said two hundred fifty billion dollars. That's a stone cold lie. Wharton School says it's a trillion dollars. Every outside group says it's five hundred billion dollars. So every truck driver, every blue collar person, get ready to pony up because you're paying for the gender affirming studies program at Wesley. Right, that's what you're going to be paying for. So just get ready to write those checks. Are we wrong in about this? About this? This is a suicide mission by the global elites. Eric Prince. It's suicide by ignorance. When you take uh, the cost of energy, right, which you need to move, you need it to stay warm, you need it to take a shower. When you take that from, for people that are working paycheck to paycheck, and now you make that energy cost 10 times as much because of a a fantasy of of pursuing green energy, that's the kind of stuff that ends civilizations kind of violently, right? The French uh, citizens in the French Revolution had enough with the elites and uh, and the way they were ruled, and they sharpened up a guillotine. Uh, I think it's important for people to keep note of who are the idiots that took us down this this road to hell paved with good intentions that are taking us all off of a cliff. Uh, that's a very pertinent history lesson. Eric, how do people uh, follow you? How do they follow your exploits? Sure, I'm uh, at Getter at uh, Eric at Eric D Prince E R I K the Viking spelling. Um, an important note, Steve. I'm uh, I'm in a country that blocks Skype and all those kind of connectivities, but I'm talking to you via the unplugged VPN, and it slices through all the firewalls like a knife through butter. So, give give us works. how did you get to the unplug? How do you get to the unplugged site? I'm telling you, repeat that. You're in a country that shuts it all down. This is how we get to the seas through the seas, the, the blow up the CCP no, with not, the Lao Beijing. How do you get to unplugged? I am not in China. I am I am in Asia, but not uh, not that far east. <laughs> but it's uh, but the unplugged VPN is working uh, five by five. Uh, you get you can get to that at um, unplugged.com forward slash warroom. Wow. You can buy the app suite wow. right now and secure and com- communicate securely. With your friends, the phone is coming soon. Wow. Stand by for secure comms. Wow, I love it. So great. Eric, thank you so much, and thanks for staying up to be with us. I appreciate it. You bet. See you. Uh, even as we were speaking here, and I was on these rants. By the way, we were supposed to have Joe Allen. I've got to reorganize the Joe Allen of it all because it's so powerful, and it was going to be an entire hour, but the energy and the economy kind of took over. Even as we speak, Ben Harnwell Breitbart uh, put up a story. I don't know if Denver has it yet, but can you quote in the last 20 minutes as we were talking, Breitbart put up a a new story. What what does it say, Ben Harnwell? Steve, is sanctions war. French and German electricity prices up by 1,000% over the uh, 2021 calendar year. 1000 give, give me that give me that percentage again what percentage was it had it 1000% over the course of 2021 there we go. here's here's, here's, here's how it's going to impact your life if you're in nebraska or georgia and listen to southern california number 1 we have a huge export business to think that's all going to dry up because they're going to be making the decisions the same thing that the 20 million households in the united states do i put food on the table gas in the car or do i pay the electric bill or pay the rent or mortgage that's why you see in the repos 
That's why the repo number is up for the cars. That's why people are late on their rents. That's why people are getting foreclosed on their mortgages. This is why housing prices are collapsing throughout the country. Think of what the here's what the Biden administration here's what the regime did. You have that you have the Daily Mail and the Wall Street Journal all these talking about now 138 uh, markets. Black Rocks reporting 138 markets throughout the country. Equity home equity prices could drop 20 percent. Get your pad out. While you're drinking your cup of coffee, watching the worm this morning, get your pad out and say, hmm, if my house drops in value 20%, what's my equity worth? Probably zero. Okay? And you've got inflation that you're falling behind. Every time you get a paycheck, you're falling behind because of inflation. Your your real wages, 16 months in a row. Now, let me think. How long has the Biden administration been here? About 18 months, right? Every month since they've been here, real wages are down. Okay, so you're losing your treadmill, you're losing every day on your wages, and now the little bit of equity you have in the world, a little bit of net worth you've got in the world, the bottom's falling out of that. Okay? You are screwed. Let me be blunt. Let me do some Harvard Business School math for you. You're screwed. Okay? You got that? And now you got pal out there. Yeah, you know, we're going to put you in the house of pain because of every mistake I made in these clowns made up on Capitol Hill and with, uh, and they, and they made with, uh, uh, the Federal Reserve between the fiscal monetary policy, the energy policies to the heart until somebody steps forward and says, this is an energy plan that we get this thing back on track. This economy is going to continue to implode. And the working class are going to get brutalized even worse than they're getting brutalized right now. Dave Walsh, am, am I, am, is, is anything I'm saying not absolutely ironclad true, sir? No, it, it's on the mark. By the way, that, uh, the Breitbart story, it's a re- reaffirmation of the chart we looked at. Because a year ago, uh, European wholesale forward prices were about 100 bucks. Now they're, now they're 1,000. That's, I think that's 1,000% on Saturday morning, but... That it's the same bad news, but here, so we're not worried about BlackRock. Gotta make sure we're not losing sleep over worrying about them. They have a three point three billion dollar position, equity position in in uh, Tellurian and uh, Chenier Energy, as two of our major LNG export companies. Um, just uh, no one's worried. Uh, Chenier Energy's up uh, since uh, January one seventy percent. Tellurian's up fifty four percent since January one stock price. So. BlackRock's doing okay with all this, unfortunately. But that, you know, that's the, you know, how this all interrelates and, and ties together. But we, we, we've, we've got to, the, and then what happens, what's happening in the UK, government has to afford to some degree, uh, they're talking now about $450 per month subsidies to ratepayers. Germany's talking about the same. Over here, because of the, the uh, 20 million delinquencies, Louisiana, California, and New Jersey talking about, California, most aggressively, a billion four of subsidies to ratepayers. So your nanny state governments step into a problem they created that they created to be the solution provider. But that's just, pro- that's just transfer. That's just transferring to the it, middle class. Middle class going to pay for that. It perpetuates the problem, just, and it perpetuates just, the problem. Just, just, just do, do do the math. When when you were building these plants in third world countries, they basically, in the mathematical model, have a fifteen percent. They realize people just yeah. can't afford to pay for it, and yeah. they're going to somehow jury-rig it. Right now, the United States, my point is our energy market is starting to look like a third-world energy market. You know why? We have destroyed this economy and this nation to be a third-world nation. Am right. I incorrect there on the energy because, because, part yes. of this? 
Yes, the hallmarks of the third world energy supply system are no backup, no fungible backup. And actually, the 15%, a large part of that in the countries I mentioned, was theft. Programmatic, planned into the rates, theft of power by folks tying copper wires to tennis shoes, throwing them over wires to, to steal electricity. So it was even more than not paying. It was programmatic theft that had to occur so folks could have some affordable power. In, 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 and we're headed we're headed to a place well, like that with no reserve. You're going to have it no here. Backup. You're going to have it here because they're going to make a decision. Hmm. The Financial Times of London's headline is people are going to die. OK. And they got a mother talking about, yeah, I got to make a decision every day between paying the electricity bill or putting food on the table for the four year old. OK. They're only going to do that for so long and they're going to start stealing it. Right. Because they're being yeah, forced into that situation. They're being forced into that situation. Dave, how can people get to you and, and follow you on uh, on Getter? Because your stuff's amazing and you're driving the conversation. I think you're going to start seeing Dave Walsh on a lot of European television because the mainstream doesn't want to do it. But the Nigel Farage, you watch. When this message starts getting into Europeans' heads and they realize what's happened, hey, I'm not saying they're going to go French Revolution like Eric Prince saying down road, but they're going to start throwing these bums out. This is why the, this is why the Italian government's gone and this is why Georgia Maloney's going to win. You're going to see center-right or maybe even right-wing governments come to power because the elites have screwed the working class, and there's only so much makeup you can put on this pig. Eventually, someone's got to pony up the cash, right? And what they're going to go back and do is get the same folks they always screw, the hard-working middle class and working class that play by the rules. Understand something right now. I hate to be so blunt about this on a Saturday morning. But if you play by the rules and you're, you're a guy like my dad, the hardworking guy that just plays by the rules and sticks to it and do it, you're a sucker. They're, they're playing you for a fool. And if you continue to vote for this, if you young people under 35, you're running around all woke and you're going to do this, they're, they're giving you tip money for paying over you. If you continue to vote for it, guess what? You deserve everything you get. You know what you're going to get? A new dark age because you're already a Russian surf. You don't own anything. You're not going to own anything. And that even fantasy of owning anything is receding farther and farther in the future. There are no, let me be blunt. There are no sunlit uplands. Okay. There's no sunlit uplands ahead of us until you get to the core of the, and until adults take back over energy policy and continue. Elon Musk, who has made his whole life his whole worth, his $1.2 trillion market cap company back in uh, February. Okay, that would be Tesla. Market capitalization, $1.2 which was more than Toyota and Honda and General Motors and Ford and everybody that actually makes cars throughout the world. This was double that market cap because it's going to save us from global climate change. He tweets out yesterday, you know, upon further review, there's a bigger problem than climate change it's depopulation of the northern hemisphere the depopulation he says the higher priority i would think he's thomas edison right the modern thomas edison wouldn't he know something he's supposed to be the greatest engineer of his generation wouldn't he know something about the math he figured out the math of twitter immediately that was all phony wouldn't so he's saying hey it's not even the top priority you know why he knows it's a total scam but here's the point People have made fundamental, catastrophic decisions that you just can't snap a finger and undo. 
This is so screwed up. We are in such a jam right now at every level because you have these incompetence. And if you continue to listen to Janet Yellen and Biden and this class of clowns, okay, and you vote for it, you vote for the Mark Kelly, then guess what? You deserve everything you get. Now, if you sit there and look at your life right now and say, hey, you know what? I, I got I can't I can't pay the bill. I'm there repossessing my car. I can't pay the rent. I can't pay the mortgage. I can't put food on the table. And the one thing Eric Prince forgot the energy is it drives food prices more than anything else. Dave Walsh, one more time, give me the handle. How do people get to you? Steve, it's uh, at Dave Walsh Energy. I want to make we gotta we gotta engage on the show, Doctor Richard Lindsner and William Happer. Chairs of physics at MIT and Princeton yeah. on the on the CO two topic. We got to do that. Happer is my man. I was there, one of the there's guys nothing going on here. Thirty seven thousand scientists signed up already in 2017. That there really is no causal connection between CO two and temperature. Okay, we're gonna get we'll, we'll we'll get to all of it. Dave Walsh, thank you so much. We'll get Happer on here and the guy from MIT. Guaranteed. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, uh, welcome back. A bunch of stuff we got to go through. Uh, number one, uh, I am working on, and I think we will have up, I'll have Philip Patrick on Monday or, or Tuesday if Philip's back. Uh, to walk through, we're going to launch the second part of the end of the dollar empire. My uh, uh, these pieces, this program we've been putting out with Birch Gold. So go to birchgold.com/slash forward slash Bannon, and you can sign up. Please get the first edition if you haven't got it's all free. Just get the first one, which is the end of the dollar empire, the politics of money, which we talk about the politics of money from the founding of our republic up until essentially. The, um, the the beginning of the Federal Reserve. And the second part is going to be about the reserve currency. So make sure everybody gets that. Um, I want to say something. The financial and economic collapse is going to be so brutal. And I want you to remember this. I want you to go back. You're going to harken back in time. I want you to take that number two pencil out in that notebook and write it down. The 27th, what is it? 27th of August. When this collapse comes, so many of the issues that people were talking about today are going to be so irrelevant and you're never going to hear about them again. It's like what happened in 9-11. We're, we're heading towards that type of catastrophe here. Um, and you can tell it because they're not dealing with the fundamental problems of these economies. And China is collapsing in front of us. And that's, that vortex is going to suck down so much of this rest of the bad decisions we made. Here's my warning. And it's pretty straightforward that we are uh, one or two policy decisions away from a depression that's going to take a decade or longer to get out of. And even a Trump coming back to office is, is going to be too late to solve this or too late to put the stops on. It's going to take we we are making decisions now that are going to take decades to unwind. And this is for young people. you got to understand, you know, you got to snap out of it. 
and look at your life and look at it right in the eyes and look at your financial prospects, look at your economic prospects, okay, and see what those what, what they really are and what it's dependent upon. Because once you see that, then we're going to start having change. Until you see that and you live in this fantasy world, we're just going to go farther and farther down. The, the, you know, the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, okay? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's where we're headed. And Europe is leading us there right now because of the fantasies they all bought into and really made these decisions without any real popular, any real debate. If you go look at the, because look, I've been all over Europe for a decade now. You look at the debates and they're infantile, infantile compared to what's happening. Look at those, you know what? As Steve Cortez says, price is truth. Price is truth. Look at the price of what's happening in Europe right now. Look at the house of energy. Look at decisions being made, right? The Financial Times line, people are going to die, okay? And they're going to sit there and go, it's climate change, got this, got this. It's crap. It's decisions. This is not the second law of thermodynamics. It's not some physical property that caused this to happen. This was decisions by our elites that led us here. Ben Harnwell, any closing thoughts? And how? Did they, what's your social media? So you've done such a great job at connecting all the dots on this. Thanks. I'm exclusively on Getter. My uh, handle is simply... My surname, Harnwell, at Harnwell. It's the real account, the me, the, the red V one that you need to find, not the not the um, one of the um, imitator uh, accounts. Um, you're, you're absolutely right, Steve, what you were saying before, um, that, the, that the people who play by the rules are, are screwed and the people who game the system um, will, will, find the, 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 will find the advantages. I don't think there's a better contemporary illustration of that than the current debt student debt write-off those who people who worked hard and paid down their debts perhaps they um, abstained from going on holiday perhaps they abstained from upgrading their car perhaps they bought a, a smaller house provisionally in order to to cancel to pay down their own debts these people are shafted really they're bent over the table um it's the people who haven't done that look they got through what about the two-thirds of americans that never went to college Two-thirds of our country had never even been to college. What about them? What about the truck drivers? What about the people who work with their hands? What about the people who went to trade school? What about the backbone of our nation? You're getting hosed. And if you keep voting for it, you deserve it. You keep voting for it, you deserve it. It's time well, to Steve. wake up. you got to wake up and face reality. And then once you face reality, then you understand this doesn't have to happen. You're perpetuating it. You're perpetuating it. And, of course, Biden calls this uh, the rise of fascism. No, we call it democracy. Biden, you're going to get a democracy suppository on November 8th, okay? Come hell or high water. Ben Harnwell. Yeah, well, well um, this, the, 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 the debt write-off um, will almost certainly go to the Supreme Court. Um, and whether, the, the, whether if the Supreme Court will reject it, and they probably will reject it, uh, the president doesn't have the authority to do this, it will then require an act um, in Congress, which makes okay. it an we election issue. It's November. We have to bounce. So you, uh, one, one more time, give your social media. At Harnwell. Okay, thanks, brother. Okay, uh, Gwinnett, this trial. Uh, Gwinnett, do we have the uh, the live feed where it's going to be? I'll put it up on Getter. We'll put it up on Warham Getter. I'll put it on my personal Getter. Uh, Surrey and the people in Gwinnett County, you got to watch this this afternoon if you got time. If not, we'll make sure we put it up on War Room so you can watch it later. They're going to show you how it was stolen. Do we have the clip? I want to end with Alan Dershowitz. I want you to end with the preemptive coup.
that uh, that uh, Jack Posobiec's talking about. Can we go ahead and play Dershowitz to end? Go ahead, play it. Let's hit it on the way out. Every judge would have made the same ruling, so it's no harm, no foul. The no. problem was not with Reinhardt. It was with the attorney general, who didn't follow his own guidelines. There should never have been a search warrant requested here. There was a subpoena issued, and what I read, and I read it all, uh, of the unredacted material makes a strong case against a search warrant. There was no urgency. If they wanted a search warrant, if it was so urgent, they could have gotten it five months ago. And even when they got the search warrant, they waited two days. There was no justification for a search warrant. So if you want to talk about who's to blame here, it's not Reinhardt. It's the attorney general of the United States. He should never have sought a search warrant. The other important thing is there is enough evidence here to indict Trump. But Trump will not be indicted, in my view, because the evidence doesn't pass what I call the Nixon-Clinton standards. The Nixon standard is the case has to be so overwhelmingly Dare strong. Dare you to indict Trump. This is a preemptive coup. Jack Posobiec's absolutely correct. 100%. We're going to be up on Getter all weekend. And we're going to be back here live on uh, Monday morning. But it's time now to go to the ramparts. you got to get all over these racers right now. Decision day, November 8th. One side's going to win and one side's going to lose. See you on Getter over the weekend. Back here Monday at 9 or 10. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.